Hello, strangers. Welcome to the Strange Horizons podcast for October 15, 2018. I'm your host and fearless leader, Anaya Lay. And before we dive into this week's podcast, I want to make sure that you are aware that our fun drive is happening right now. We're doing things a little bit differently this year. Rather than doing old school retro pre-Kickstarter Kickstarter, we are actually kickstarting this shindig. As of the time of this recording, we have made an excellent opening start to the Kickstarter, raising about $4,000 in just the first opening days, and we have about $9,000 more to go to hit our base funding level. Now, this is the money that we need in order to pay our contributors, artists, article writers, poets, fiction writers, eldritch gods who cover our hosting fees. All these things take money, and this is how we get it. As in past years, we have reward tiers where we're unlocking bonus content as we hit goals, and we have some really exciting stretch goals. Take a moment, either while you're listening to the podcast or afterward, look it over, and then shell out some money. If you don't have any money to shell out or you would like to contribute in some other fashion, you can also spread the word, make sure people know that this is happening, and explain to them why you like Strange Horizons enough to think that they should give us their money. Thank you very much to everybody who has already donated and helped spread the word, and thank you in advance to everyone who's going to. I'm not going to lie, I'm really hoping that we fund, because if we don't, I'm going to have to strike some sort of dark bargain with an eldritch deity, and that tends to get blood on my shoes. Now, on for this week's story. You are about to hear The Mother Jumpers, written by Celeste Rita Baker and read for you by the very same. Celeste is a middle-aged Black Caribbean woman from the U.S. Virgin Islands, ensconced in Harlem, New York. Her book of short stories, Back, Belly, and Side, was published by Aqueduct Press in 2015. She can be found at CelesteRitaBaker.com and on Twitter as at 10West522. Now, settle in. Let's begin. The Mother Jumpers by Celeste Rita Baker me gills hurting me now, them spots just below me ears, what does plump up with pressure and let me know they've been working too hard for too long. Let me know it's time to rise. I must soon break the surface of the water and fill up me lungs with air. As much as I like to pull the air in through me nose holes and feel its welcome passage down me throat and feel me chest fill up and me breast rise even higher, me ain't want to get up just yet. I comfortable, cozy and satisfied, hug up with Amilo, not quite hiding, since everyone know this me spot between the blue sea fan and the buried in the sand part of we sunken ship home. I wiggle me toes and flex me legs, feeling the water respond to me slightest movement. I raise up a little, then a little more, expanding me chest muscles, 
arching me back till I raise up little, little off the sand ground. I go slow, and Emilio ain't wake. Quake does, though, and she dart up above, small as me kneecap. She little brown and white body bobbing round as if to show me the way, urging me on. I swallow spit six times on the way to the surface, more than the usual four, and I meet the cool night air with my eyes closed. I like to turn to meet the moon or the sun with my first gaze, only opening my eye then after I twirl my face to night hope or day being. I've been doing so since I little, and mommy them does call me foolish, but me ain't care. They had laugh at me too, when I tell them I want to swim to the moon, when it's sitting low on the water like tonight, and climb on it, go live for a while. I don't mention it no more. Amilo no dough, he been hearing it from me for years, since we were small, only now me wishing grown, like me breasts and hips, and is more than a desire now. I watched the night hope, and it watched me back, quickly circling me, timing she revolutions, so she in front me mouth when I does blow out hard. She let she tentacles relax, so she could feel the push of me air around she. She let she self drift back as far as me breath sent she, then start the circle again. We friends, even though she is a small octopus, and I is a large woman, and we can't self-speak, but still, we does usually be near each other. So sometimes I would she and she people, and sometimes she would me and mine. She people been here, belong here. My people, we born here. For over 350 years, we've been birthing, living, and dying right here in the sea. Ever since we first mother jumper hit the water determined to live. That's the way the old folks tell it. Been telling it since the days when the slave ships passed these waters several times in a moon. She jumped. She wasn't the only one, but she was the only one to survive that day, that time. She was going to be shot, food or drowned, she knew. But sometime between launching herself off the side of the ship and blistering the water with she filthy, pregnant, sickly body, she feels she want to live, and she feels she body, and the baby in she body, the only child from she loved man who knew food to survive so far, want to live. And she gon' find a way to make it so. Wasn't she who had stand tall against she father when he had wanted she to marry that old ram goat for Mari just cause nobody else could abide he nasty way of being and they know she was hardened enough to keep him fed and protect she own life same time? She protects she own life, she own health and happiness by not staying by him at all. They take she there, trust she up like a calf and carry she to him house but soon as she hands and feet loose, she gone. Time to catch she, deliver she, release she binds, time she gone. Till even Famari say leave she be. Wasn't she decide she gonna lay in wait to ambush wild pig to steal she piglets, start she own herd, even though women not supposed to handle the animals so? Wasn't she cut and break and twine to make she own home? Far, but not too far to walk from the village? She was one who followed fear like it was a guiding light. So when she had leaped from the ship, she owned and everybody else's worm invaded filth squishing through she toes, clean salt air burning she lungs. She followed frayed right into the water and she ain't drowned right away. She ain't drowned at all. She sank down far, far under the sea dark, the story go. Mother jumper lungs afire, 
She moves her weak arms and legs to save herself the bother of breathing in the water just yet. Up she go till she reach the surface, where she hearing the yells of the sailor man them and the screams and hard plunks of other bodies splitting the water farther and farther away. She stopped top the water so the rest of the day beyond the night and into the morning. No shark or fish bigger than she come round. But as she spirit breaking and she preparing herself to meet she ancestors, she steady praying, doing she own death ritual, caressing she body, she baby belly, down through she pleasure and life-giving center, down she thighs, which used to be strong and full, now hard and bare like tree limb, on down to she feet, which she people used to tell she was too big for she body and was the reason she wouldn't stay where she was put but only travel where she want to go. It's the feet part that catch she up, so the old say it. Bending and compressing to reach, she face full in the water. She ears them pop, one long hard pain, and cause she to scream out, but instead she scream in. The water full she mouth and nose, and when she head again above the water, she feel more than possible coming out she ears. Was blood and flesh she shed, but she ain't died then neither. And even though the healing was constant pain, she healed. She body changing to take in the seawater through the holes that had tear under she ears. She could sink down in the water for longer and longer time, learning to catch her sea neighbors, rising to the surface to bring them to Shemal to eat. She ain't die. Over time, six of them find each other, and it's so we start. Stolen from the land to survive in the sea. But it's now, after so many generations that we bodies had time to change more slowly and deliberately than Mother Jumper and them painful passage that I, and not I alone, feel we is hiding. Amilo agree, Sosol and Wadir agree, and seven other people who could mate up too. Is enough. We whole pride start with just six. It's true we had mixed up with blood with others later found, but eleven is a good amount to start a new pride. Yet in truth, me ain't care. I done make up my mind. I goin', whether Amilo go with me or not. But I think he will. I believe so. It's so me mind roaming when a rising come up beside me, pushing the water high up with force. Quickly done start to swim away as I feel the current swirling round my legs. Rappo sing out with a big laugh as he's still flowing upward and my heart start to relax. Rappo could make the water ripple, but not this time. This time is just he regular breath, not as we sometimes call it, he whale breath. Uncle Rappo, is you. What you do that for? You trying to frighten me? You see quick we're gone far already. Jumpy, you know you're hard to frighten. I've been trying for years since you were small and straight. Not big and curvy like you is now. I make a thing out of wiping my hand over my eyes, even though me ain't need to. The water don't bother them, and I could see just as clear whether me eyes in air or water. The webbing that does shorten me fingers by half, translucent in the moon's light, and I peer through at Uncle Rappo. He all right, I tell myself. He ain't mean nothing by it. It's the same kind of jokes and behavior he does carry on with all the time. But Kwekwe ain't come back close. She never do when Rappo near. So, what are you thinking about? Rappo asks me. 
You'll have that look to you like when you decide we should all swap we homes. Or you had say, for variety, I had think you just want to move into where I used to stay then. I know how you had like how I had fixed it up with the coral and sea fans that I had coaxed to grow by me. Twas pretty, yes, but no, I done tell everyone already from long time. I was young, that was years ago. I had only think it would be fun, like a game to move around, see another view, watch the place from out a different hole. Oh, so now you're calling me home a hole? Uncle Rappo dropped down fast and tried grabbing two legs together, but I get away. He come up laughing again. I was going to try to explain that I ain't mean to insult he, but I realize he ain't studying about that. He still himself and watch me again. I ain't telling me thoughts. Instead, I change the subject. You and Mama Willa gonna make the party for Sosol tonight? What you need me to do? Sosol is me day one friend. She Mama Willa daughter. But since Mama Willa take up with Rapper when Sosol was young, he does try treat she like he own. Soso father had died when we was both can't swim alone little, about two years old. His shark that had eaten. I need some of that red dull seaweed from dung by the Sunrise Reef. You know the one I mean? You does like to go there a lot, near where the reefs does get high and plentiful. I know where he mean, yes, but I try not to let on that it's any place special. And how we know I've been going there, it far but it have different kind of plants from what coming round here. Dio, I say, how much you need? Only the dulse? What are you going to do with it? I want the kind that have the high flavor, the ripeness. I going to dry it in the sun till it crispy. I know you know that's how so-so like it best. So when she bite it, it bites she back with the sharpness. And you know everything to she is health. And she say we should all be eating more since it's especially good for us, she say. And Willow want the drapey kind. She gonna use it first to string round the circle. You know she could get the plankton to gather where she want for a time to light up the place. It gonna be Oma Oma. I gonna sing and play the shell. Your father gonna play he clam drums. And I saved some of the sea moss bongo juice from last time. It's stronger now. Gonna be lightning in we head. I hear you, I say, making a sign too with my hand flashing in front of me ear, quick like the stars a twinkle. Me only do it one time though. Cause me ain't like when rapper when he friends does bring out the bongo juice. It does twist up their minds. First they start out laughing and the music take off like when Quickway family circles celebrating and all the limbs going so fast me can't self see. The water churning so hard me dancing even if me ain't mean to. But then from one rise breath to the next Uncle Rapper and them change tone and mood and now they angry and demanding. I hear you, I say. And me flash the sign once again. I going back to Amilo now. And I gonna see if Soso want to come with me. With us. That Oma? Deal, deal, he say. Me done know all you like to do everything together. If she ain't following you, you following she. All you is like fart and bubbles. I do my hand in the sign for rude dismissal. Behind me back though. I gone. Please tell Mama Willa I gonna come by later for Soso. I wave my hand. The polite goodbye. Palm toward me face, quick downward stroke of me fingers, pushing the water toward me own self and down. This working out good, I think. If Amilo and Soso and their mothers want to go, we could swim little further and visit the small reef island I want to climb. See if we could make a home there. Most everybody had liked to stay, 
long sleep this time of night. Even when they wake to breathe, is with quiet ease they rise, breathe, and descend again to their home. Most of the time you can't even talk with them, because they're not really alert, just doing what their bodies say they must do. From young, we just learn to do so. When we're born, we mother does give us what the air does later do, through we mother link. We stay so, bound together for about two moons, then the link tell us when it's time to let go by shriveling and breaking off. Your father does take whole day to clean out the link and stretch it so till it long, long. It's skill it take to get it to six to seven grown body lengths without no holes or tears. And the men then does take pride in making strong darlings. Me own darling was one of the nicest ever, real Omar people say, because not only had it do what was intent, let me breathe through the tube while I under the water, but mine was pretty because my father had coaxed two small sea fan plants to grow on the side without disturbing the thing. He had started the process from the day I born, they tell me. No one else had a darling so, not even my brother Mandarin. Mommy wouldn't let him try it which he first born. Maybe that's why I always been different. And it wasn't, as Rappo had said, just that I had wanted to move for Moo's sake. I had think that mommy would feel good if she'd take up the space such a long time friend Leda. Leda was a giant clam, and she and mommy was friends since they were small, small, like me and Quickway. Since Leda been dead and eaten and nobody else ain't take up she space, I had no mommy had want to, except she ain't want to say. Mommy like that. She rarely say what she want, only she will speak up for what others want. When I reached back to Amilo, he was fumbling round he waist, trying to loose his own darling while he's still sleeping, to wake up go breathe. Our home, since we had started to nest together on the topmost part of the ship, high to the water surface. I released the thing gently from his unresisting fingers. It tangled up with his locks, which so long he just tied them in a loose knot round his waist, even though his darling does get caught up in it all the time. He knows me. Recognized me touch, and ain't had no fear. I untwist me own darling from in me hair. I blowed it two of them together to make one. Is many pieces of floating driftwood tethered to the topmost parts of we ship with chains of braided seaweed. Quickway and me take the darling up to the one me that always use, close to me home, and twirl it round the driftwood. Quickway does help a lot with this part. She have so many arms and such a gentle touch. She does bind it so smoothly that it don't twist on itself and block the airflow. I don't know how she gets it so good for me when she don't even need the air. When she gets it just right, she swims to my face and puts she underbelly right up on my nose. She know I ticklish. And as she get me to laugh and blow the fast bubbles she like, she rise up and I feel she tangling herself in my hair. I know she like that. I don't know if she feels she hiding or she like the way me locks the stickle she, or she just like to have me do all the swimming. But we just travel together like this a lot. She even find ways to tell me where to go by pulling the locks on each side of my head. As many arms as she have, I say she should use hand language too. But she have, we have, other ways of communicating. I feel quickly reach out and snatch a couple shrimp on the way back down. I think and I hungry too, but too lazy to eat. I could wait till day rise. But I can't sleep neither. 
I had fixed the darling to Amilo's mouth, and he resting easy again. I had think to wake him and share with him. My mind restless, and my body can't keep still. I hungry for the other life-sustaining thing. Touch. When the smallest little light drifting through the water, I rub myself over Amilo's back. Latch on to him as if I want a quick way suckers. My hair drifting round the chest and arms. I know he liked that, and he roused a little bit. I blow on the back of his neck. The small bubbles breaking near his earlobes, popping near his gills. His love I put in them bubbles. My arms and legs wrap round him from behind, and I know he could feel the heat of me giving place on his backside. I run my legs up and down his thighs. He grab hold of my calves, but not to make me stop, I know. He drag his hands up to me calves, to me thighs, making the shortening of his fingers flutter on me backside, making me backside flutter in turn. Together, we swing me round to lie in front of him, join seated on his given place, face to face, bound up tight like the darling above us, forgotten. We stay so, quiet and still, breathing each other breath, smiling with me eyes alone, till I make the hand sign that I know he could feel on his back, the one that mean now. Now leave we travel together, leave we rock and sway, and rise up splash down, till we dance so strong we create we own current, till I feel to give me own vibrations to the sea, till Amila water me with he own dance. I had meet with two others before I decide on Amilo, or I could say we come together again, we done know we like each other and we match, but from since we was swirling round each other in that getting ready to be grown way, is he that had take the time to know me likes. We all, Sosol and Wadir and Weili and Po and Swadim and them was sex playing one day near the seaweed drying float where we knew no big ones would come since they just sent us to lay out the catch. Was the spicy one Sosol liked so much, but she think he ain't enough and she and Wadir had gone off to find more. Was just me and Amilo on the sunset side of the float, and Amilo noticed I was stroking me pearl after he had done make the funny face that make me laugh. Is when he see the bliss on me own face that he circled round slowly watching me. He face changed to puzzle, then question, as he asked me in bubble talk, What you doing? I answer him same way, the words expelling with me breath, the intonation and vibration making me clear to him. Even so, I saying what he ain't here before, I sure. His mommy teach me the words, and I choose to share them with he, because he ask, because I know he care for me, even when we not sex playing. Is me pearl, a bubble speak, is what does make me want to touch you, make me happy burst like a bubble inside of me, except it just settle around me. You ain't making no pearl, he bubble. What, you gone oyster now? He laughed. We was little more than half grown. I ain't making pearl, I bubble back. I done already have it. It's only what we does call it, cause it looks so, but it's only for special. This getting hard to say only in bubble, so I add in some hand talk. I want him to get me meaning clear. I is special, he asked. Come, I tell you, follow me. I show you if you want to see. The sun high and start to dry my skin quick, quick as I lay out on the water on my back. Amilo lay beside me, patient. I take his hand and he turn his face to watch me. He throw his head tap back in the water one time. Yes, he telling me. He use the other hand to show me the sign for now. 
reaching across his chest so he know I could see. He four fingers pull apart from one another, two by two, and fold the outside set of them toward the palm and back straight again. It's usually done fast, means now, hurry or swim fast. But he do it slow, so slow, was almost like watching the sun sink into the sea. I let my feet drift apart, then open my legs wide, flesh moving apart from flesh, the way sometimes we does open we gills wide. I bring he round me, guiding he by he hand, under me backside and up to the surface. He eyes open right on me receiving and giving place. I done see that already, he start to complain. See again, I tell he, see here. I bring me two hand together there and make the look sign. Me two inside fingers meeting and spreading like a blink, except I using it in a different way on me pearl, making it peek out the shell. Amilo eyes widen, even as he holding me waist, helping me back stay arched. I start to coo, and I can't see him no more as my head lay back on the water top. I rest my idle hand on me pearl and peel back the soft shell till I feel in the sun's rays. Peque lepe, Amilo say, and start to laugh. I start to laugh too, and quick flash I dip down under the water backwards, head, breast, belly, thighs, leaving my feet spread wide as I dive. Let me see again, I hear him say. I had made my own home early. It was a place you could always find me once I was big enough to be away from mommy and dad. Was a round space, dark like inside a clamshell, but was inside the ship. Little light slid down from an open space to the top, and twas our next round hole on the side. I began bringing me treasures there, and stayed there more and more to play, even at night. Mommy not like it, but dark calm she. Don't be near enough, he tells she. She make her a nice thing she like, leave she enjoy it. Da had always watched me with pride, mommy with fear. I make the ship part grow to be mine, mark it with sea fan and plants and shells and bits of stranger things that others had bring back from afar. Was other prides, other settlements, but I never been to them. Me brother, Mandarin, he does go all the time. Is a girl he does go see, Rasa. He probably gonna leave we to go mate with she. We all probably make the trip then. But till then, when Mandarin does come back from me visits, bringing Rasa and Samashi family, they does make us presents of strange things that make the big ones mad and sad. The sea ain't make this, I had heard Rappo say once. The sea ain't make this, and two besides it hurtful. Remember that time? And here he turned to his day one friend, Fawn. Remember we had sitting like this buying up on Kote two leg? Member? Kote? Who Kote? Asked Fan. Fan does always agree with Rappo, but he know how to lead Rappo to get his say. Kote, Kote, the old green turtle, the one who had the thing bind up on his legs. Remember how we had come back to find a sharp edge, then carry the thing wrong with us for almost half moon, till we see Kote again? Remember how it had take almost sunrise to sunlight to cut the thing off? Them thing hurtful, I tell you. But some of them useful too, you know, Uncle Rappo. Mandarin only call Rappo uncle when he want to be heard, but Rappo only hearing the respect. I was thinking, I gonna use this to guide me darling, 
You know, when it's time, he ducky head, playing shy. But everybody don't know he and Rasa breathing each other breath. See, Mandarin go on. See how it rounds so, and clear and strong. The darling could go through, and instead of swaying so much, it could make a straight path up to the breakwater. Mandarin turned round, showing the six joined circles, clear like jellyfish to all away. What that girl name again? Fawn asked, though he don't know. That girl who considering you? Mandarin tready fingers through two of the holes, pulling them apart. They stretch, but they ain't break. We see he muscles moving and know he's straining. But he me brother, and I know he only taking time to think, confused by the intent of the question. She named Rasa, he say, not finding no trip in it. Well, Rasa might well start digging a hole in the better heads for she babe if she mate up with you. Woyo, watch your bubbling now. Speak right, live long, yeah? A crowd of the big ones had done gather, and they move in closer when fall called down the death of a child and speak so carelessly of the burying ground, trying to stop he from going too far. But Rapper finish off for he. Cause you don't see how that thing's sharp and unnatural too besides, he yell. Everybody start to yell, and I leave them there. They was gonna argue so for a long time. Mandarin and Rasa brother with that siding with them, and Rapo Fawn and he other friends, who mostly don't have opinions, but like to hand talk and bubble what Rapo say. I had bring me present for Mandarin back to me little home and find a nice place for it. Twas a almost clear thing, a vessel of some kind, except the opening too small to catch rain, was made out of the same stuff Mandarin was handling, but green, pretty, different. I was thinking I gonna take the top off, make the opening bigger. I had already started to collect things that gonna be useful. Mama Willa, how you flowing today? Easy? I start to call out as we nearing Mama Willa home, knowing she could hear and feel me words from outside. Mama Willa chosen place was near to the middle of the ship, a long narrow passage with the opening only on one side. When we was little, me and Sosol and Boto and Keith used to race the length of it till the sand swirl up and disturb Mama Willa peace. She would chase us out, but she would be laughing, and we girls would be right back next day. I hear too, Mama Willa, Amaylo say. We come to take Sosol away from you for a while. Mama Willa come to the entrance, pulling Sosol along. You come in Oma time. Take she and leave she gather all the dolls she want. And even more, if you see any kelp, bring all you find, and bring the drapey dolls here to me, that not for eating yet. You know how I like it for nicing up the place. Dio, Mama, we know. You can make the cave hole like you dad do for Lano and Twill. Twas the best party you make since your own. Eh, eh, you know Lano and Twill take sick last night? What, both of them? Dio. Their mother come by first light to ask me for whale plaster with the plants for air and bone. Make a lippe. My lips shape the word, but no sound come out. I feel Emilio come closer, resty hand on me back. Ear and bone, that mean they sick bad. We don't know that we hear so good in the water because we feel the vibration of the sound in we bone. By the time you just wake up and can't hear so good, it mean your bones them already start to crumble. 
is happening more and more. The old folks say it wasn't no such sickness before. There's a lot of new sickness since the sea comes so full of noise. Ma, you sure you still want to have the party? I don't feel right since we just find out, so-so say. We could try see what more we could do. Dio, everyone have to eat anyway. We're going to eat together. We're going to tell everybody. Wadir will take food to his mother, father, and his sisters. The rest of we could go by one by one or two by two so to comfort them. I going to go several times to freshen the plaster. Dio, so-so, go get the things I ask you for. We three leave and pick up the others on the way. Keith and Fist are easy pickup since they are always together. Fizz following Keith's big hips anywhere she want to go. Boto joined up easily as she was only circling round she family home. Always watchful, she tiny body swaying with the currents in a floaty kind of way. Labadini come too, as we pass she going in the opposite direction, saying she going look for peanut worms to give to Mandarin, for he knew Bolon instrument he say he going make. We stopped by with their family home. The smell of the sickness of his sisters strong as we swarm round the entrance. Wadir mother come outside looking tired and worried. She called back inside for Wadir and tell him he must go with us. Try find plenty shrimp as it good for the girls them bones. So so swim to his side, wrapping she body to him and pulling him along. We reach the small island and pull ourselves out the water, hanging onto the rocks. The feel of the sun hot and drying on we skin. Seven times we've been here already, and we're getting used to it. The breathing getting easier each time. Amilo had done climb up, the whiteness of a foot bottom shocking in the morning sun as he moving on his hands and knees. I moved to his side, trying to remember how I had stand up on the land before, the way I so easily stand on the sea floor. Kate, Labadini, Fist and the others slowly making their way up behind us. Past the rocks, slippery with sea moss, spotted with snails and whelks, is the strangeness of land. The sand, not like sand, but brown and dry. Small, small, I look round at the trees, so tall and still. No breeze blowing, the leaves not moving, no current to tickle them. I move to touch the brown hardness, and think this must be what the sunken ship home made from, brown, hard, and silent, alive, but seeming not alive. Still on my knees, I approach one of the big tall trees. It seemed different from the ones my brother Mandarin had told me about. His girlfriend Rasa people then does travel far, and they say they see more than one kind of tree. Some of them with legs like they walking through the sea, some of them well-rooted, like time will never move them. This seemed like the second kind, like the roots could reach down and down and down through all this brown sand till they send out little tendrils smaller than catfish whiskers to float free in the water again. I wrap my arms round it, feeling it sharp and prickly, like jagged broken shells. I bring my right knee up in front of me, foot flat on the brown sand, then me left. Ah, yes. This is how I had stand up before, with help from the strong tree, which ain't bend or sway. It so arise, dragging me body up the tree, and lift me face up to the bright light of day being, and smile. Amilo, I call out, 
and hear me own voice as it run through the air. He turned from where he was digging in the brown sand and watched me. He smiled, looked back at the others, all up on land now, and named we knew home with a word. Oma. We was on our way back from the island, low down with sea fan, a nut of shrimp, dulse and kelp. Little scrapes and bruises from climbing up the rocks and dancing with the trees, decorating with brown skin with tiny spots of blood. Boto, the smallest and most easily scared in the lead. We could see she had swiveling from side to side, she long hair not locked or braided or bound in any way, swaying as she swam. She always keep it loose, saying she could feel and absorb more information faster through its nearly three-foot extension of she senses. Quick way slide in and out of Keith hair, playing. Labadini behind Keith. We group in a loose starfish formation, with those carrying the most in the middle. We ain't planned it that way. It just come natural, since that's the way we've been moving since we old enough to go gather. Except this time, Wadir in the heart of we, cause he not attentive, not talking, just looking like if it wasn't for all of we, he wouldn't go nowhere or do nothing but stay by his sister them side. Five people had died already from his family alone since the current changed direction. So so tell me she fearing she not enough, can't comfort he enough. She sway between trying to distract he, cheer he up, and feeling the very attempt is disrespectful to he dead. She stay by his side as much as she can, letting he know that she dare, she willing and she able. We pride had usually been between fifty and sixty people, the old folks say, and now we is only forty-two. Amilo come closer, and he put his right arm around me waist, with thighs and calves sink up, and he start to play a game he like, swimming hard, trying to pull me to his sunrise side, me trying to pull us to me sunset side. Boto look back, see we playing, and she come to put she strength with me own. Fist feel the water churning, and he come back grinning, saying in bubble talk that now is the time he gon' pay Boto back for tickling he when she had fine he at the surface sleep breathing last night. I twirling and kicking, trying to get away from Amilo now, signaling to Soso to come help me. When I glance ahead and see Labadini grab Keith left foot and she right hand and swing she back in the middle of we so fast and so hard, Keith knock hard into fists. Quick, quick, coming to me so reckless, she almost swim into me mouth. She color and change into bright orange. Next thing, Labadini disappear, wrap up tight in a cloud of inky water. I open my mouth wide to yell and flash my hands in a danger signal, hand to head, then widening circles toward the surface. I point in, I yell in, I signal in, but everyone still think I play in. As I see keep push hard off fists and rush back to the darkness and Labadini, I give up on the alarm and just try to follow. Me ain't fast. They just call me Driftwood and say that's why I want to go walk on land. Cause I so slow in the water, but I strong. I use my strength to pull forward hard, and finally, Sosol and Boto notice what I doing. Wadia had dropped Kacha shrimp and dulse, and was trying to bring out his knife. Fist still think we playing, and he turned around to look for his keet. She, who he love and protect from the day he first get to lose his mother hand. She, 
with her wide hips, she think belong on another bigger woman. But he know is right where they belong. He see Lamborghini arm and leg flash out of the dark water and know she is fighting. Fighting for she life. Fighting for Keith life. Cause he well know Lamborghini love Keith as much as he do. The dark water come closer. Even as all of we approach the mystery at full speed. Engulfing we all till it's only the smooth skin of thrashing arms and legs I could feel. I need to rise. Need to take a breath. My heart beat fast like my father hands on a drum. I feel something slick and warm, too big and smooth to be a limb, too flat to be a shark. Is a manatee then, a big one, grown. I could feel the scratches and scars from other fights along the wing. Must be a she. Maybe we had traveled across she path as she was leading she young. That's the only time they used to attack. But they ain't used to make ink neither. Except now, everyone hungrier, meaner. The sea changing, and we all changing with it. I reach for my knife too, there in the inky darkness. My eyes stinging, chest burning. The bubbles from we expel breath sent in the water with fear. My knife not as sharp as me need, but me plunge it into the manatee mama's thick skin and use it to hoist myself higher up she body, being flung round like when cone does strike. Me feel a Milo or somebody on me side trying to do the same. And me hope they don't plunge me before me get to stab out she eye. Before me pass out from no breath. Before me see who hurt, who dead. Rappo, Fawn and Mandarin meet us as we halfway home. The smell of we distress, fear and blood tainting the water. We cries vibrate in the sea. All the way to home. We ain't see nobody on the way, not a fish or a crab. The plants closing up and shrinking as we approach, bringing the scent of the crazed, strange manatee, shedding small whisper ink from we skin and hair, trailing blood, trailing we dead. Soso, Keith, Labadini, Boto, Wele, and Po, all of them dead. Amilo holding fists close, kicking for both of them, as fist can't move he legs or one of he arms. Amilo holding on to me too, holding me by my hair, the same way I hold in Soso, by the hair, dragging she body back to Mama Willa on Soso's own birthday. Quick way circling round us each in turn, spreading she arms wide like a hug. She small, but she had fight too, loosen she poison in the manatee's cuts. The party we had planned and tried to prepare turned into a mournful wake and a court of judgment same time. When the truth come out, same, same from every mouth, some of the elders watch me with anger and hatred. I feeling like it's my fault in truth. My idea, my desire, always to go visit the island reef, to prepare a home for those of we who want to try a new thing. If it wasn't for me... Some of the very people I love the most wouldn't have been dead. I feel like my body shrinking, my heart beating so slow, so slow, that I notice my hands them opening in helpless begging and closing in useless fists with the irregular thumping. Quick, quick resting on my collarbone, and I could see she whole body quiver each time. Amilo sitting behind me, arms and legs wrapped round me. He had resting on me back a neck, 
I feel he body shuddering as he crying. I could feel he tears on me back as they hotter than the sea that surround us. The people then bubble and hand talk fast round me, but me ain't taking the words. Mommy must have dragged me to she home, me childhood home, me and Amilo too, cause when I wake to breathe, is there I find myself. On the water surface, me tears come again, I retching as if I had swallowed water, but nothing coming out. From since yesterday, me body trying to spit out me soul, or the soul of the one I carrying inside me. I facing night hope and swinging round to day being, both of them in the sky same time. I in the in-between, in between night and day, in between guilt and hard stabbing sorrow, in between determination and fear. I determined to escape from the horrors that me know so well. Not only them giant groupers and the sharks, which is the normal sea dangers, but the new things too. Like manatee that does ink like squid and attack. Horrors new since me mommy been alive. The bone disease caused by noise. The black oil that does clog up with pores. The coral them losing color, slowly dying out. And coral is one of the heart and lungs of we sea creatures. Big and small does benefit from them. The water hotter than before, mommy say it change. Is more biting, more piercing. Sting into the eye and we skin. More are we getting skin sickness. More are we can't see far, can't hear well. More are we dying young or in distress. The cyclones coming larger and more often. The fish and all leaving. And two besides, I believe we hiding. I understand why the first mother jumper had come. I wish I would do the same. When a thing unbearable thing to be born. And we safe. For 350 years we were safe from the enslavers. But now, now we not safe again. Now I feel like the first mother jumper. That I must trade the horrors I know. For new horrors I must find new ways of surviving. Or not. Maybe I die there on the land. Dry up like a piece of driftwood for true. Me and me baby and me stupid dreams. Dry up. Crackling in the brown sand. We flesh must be eaten by land creatures me know nothing about. Mama Willa ain't spit at me, but she make the signs for regret, for empathy, for sorrow and for anger. She two fingers pointing at she own eyes, then at me, over and over whenever she looked my way. I had gone to she, the mother of me soul-bound friend, who I had get killed with me wanderings, but she pushed me away. No love in she eyes. She had do the empathy sign once, really fast, but I had see and understood. She know I hurt him too, but she owned pain too deep. The love we've been accustomed to passing back and forth between us since I had memory, gone. Boto, who was always so alert to danger, is she who had engaged humanity first? Gone. Abedini, who had loved Keat, even knowing Keat loved this, who had loved Mandarin too, even knowing he had loved Rasa, Labadini, who ain't yet fine who would love she back, Boto, who was loyal to everybody, loveth the none, dead, all of them dead, was a manatee that killed them, but twas my fault, twas me that lead them in harm's way. 
I was going back down to my own home, the one I share with Emilio, not the one my mommy and daddy, at least they don't seem to hate me, had bring me to last night. My arms and legs so tired they couldn't stay up surface no more. I drifting down. I could hardly say I swimming. Near my home they grabbed me. One set her hands on each of my limbs. I start to struggle. It's strange how with their so recent deaths of so many that I had loved so well is now I still want to live. I struggle. I so shocked was twas just instinct. But I so weak and tired that me couldn't keep the fight going all the time. Sometimes me will gone and I focus on the pain I feel in, not what I doing. And it's those times when me attention wander from the now to the past that they make the progress. I churn and strike and kick and scratch and pinch and me feel me could get away. Find the who's and the why's after I survive. Then I think on those that ain't survive and me blows turn useless again. All the while, I fighting and I losing and I fighting and I winning and I fighting and I losing. They dragging me closer and closer and closer to my own sanctuary, my own safe space. The bongo juice breath bubbles breaking in my face, grasping and tweaking and grabbing and spreading and pulling till they packing and piling and pounding. The water's murky with my blood and not enough a day on. What happened to you, child? Mommy say, I had come back after, after the attack, the rape, after rapper when he followed fashion friends, Fawn and Canal and Tutu had beat me and hold me down and tell me that I must make child for them, all the while each of them implanting the seed by force, all the while they yelling and berating, then laughing and bragging, then they leave me, telling me in fatherly ways, is how it's for me own good. How I must pay for what I done. I hear them taking bets as to who child it gonna be and wondering if they gonna have to do it again if it ain't take. I feeling betrayed and guilty and deserving and indebted. I feeling hurt. My body and my mind battered. I feeling angry at them and at me for not being able to protect myself for not being able to protect the child already inside of me. Is dead? Is alive? What kind of mother I gonna be if these the first experiences me allow my child to have? I push myself back home, back to my childhood home, leaving the safe space I had created for myself from young, the space I was loving to share with Emilio, the space where they had choose to punish me and take what I ain't want to give. I go home and just collapse by the front entrance, thinking to leave Emilio to sleep undisturbed for a little more. Mommy come close and look at me. She knows holes opening, she eyes widening. She had count and catalogued every cut and bruise from when we had first reached back and she knew, knew she was looking at, smelling, fresh destruction. Who? I tell she, her eyes still streaming with tears. They gone with me, I say. They gone with me receiving and giving place. Rappo and Fawn and two of the friends from the band, Toto and Canal. They say, since I had kill. It seemed like the right word, kill. But it tore me gills out to say it. I feel I need to surface again. But I know it ain't really necessary. 
It's my mind and my spirit that ain't getting what me need. What? What they say? Mommy stroking my hair and I crying harder. She wait for the words. They say since I had kill off all the young women, I must give the pride children. They try take what is mine for their own. Ah, and they get it. Dio, mommy say, and she gone for the place she does keep she knives and tuck some of them up in she hair, calling out for daddy as she doing so. Makili, she bawl out. Makili, come quick, follow me. And she gone from the space, not waiting for answer. Daddy come out to find me still there crying on the floor of the ship home. I stroke in the same space on my head where mommy had touched me. One of the only places on my body that don't hurt. A place where I had feel love. But I ashamed to be crying. Shame, cause I feel I deserve all of it. Every pain and degradation. Cause my friend's dead and twas my fault. And yes, I is the only one left who could multiply the pride. Shame, cause I still want to go. Go live on Omar. Stop hiding here in the sea. We not from here. We adapt to it. And what was good ain't good no more. And who was good? Was at least tolerable. Ain't tolerable no more. What happened? Daddy say. Sleep still on his face and in his eyes. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. But he sent the water and follow after mommy. Mommy and daddy found Rappo and Fan on the surface. They were sleep breathing and still drunk. Mommy sliced them up good with she knives. She sliced and juk and plunged she knives, both hands swinging wild with fury. Arms, legs and faces, especially faces, she marked with she punishments. Daddy helped she, not knowing all the details, but knowing if mommy take up weapons is only in defense. Yet he know it ain't defense, not now. Now is vengeance and retribution. But still, he hold while she cut, is how he tell me later. Rappo and Fan had make a big ruckus, trying to fight, and everybody wake up, so they ain't die. And nobody sleep for the rest of the night and on into the day. It's talk, 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 as if talk could make any difference. I tell Emilio I was already pregnant, and he watched me closely. The only one who could have maybe convinced him was Sosol. Sosol had no even before me. She had studied bodies and health, and she had no. But I had asked she not to say nothing. Now she never will. All are we in a bad way. Twill and Lano still wasting away, no matter how much shrimp and dulse and whale plaster. But dear, and he whole family crumbling under the weight of so much loss and helplessness. Hardly anybody talked to or share with mommy and daddy. Even if friends said he should have not gone after Rappo and Fawn, but bring it to the council as we usual way. After the new moon come and gone, Mandarin spend more time with Rasa's pride, feeling to get away from this sadness and pain. Mama Willa takes herself away from Rappo and was just wandering the sea, sleeping wherever she finds safety. She got her dead and she made a rapist. Fist could move his arm again, but not his legs. Canal and Tutu keep themselves scarce, coming round only to bring food to share with others. 
saying how they had just get swung with a current and they ain't do no permanent harm. We 36 split like a wave coming to the surface in a storm, water forming into bubbles that break and disappear. Three moons later and I still day day, staying with mommy and daddy, holding on to life because it's what I supposed to do. Not feeding with baby inside me any joy, just alive. Amilo right by me side, same sad as me. I see the hope in the eyes that I turn to life again. But the whole place morose with divisions. Everybody eyeing me swelling belly. Boto had teased Keat. She was going to have a hundred babies at once like a fish. But I is having two. Is the day Twill and Lano die. The two of them the same day. Twill only a little while after she sister. Same like they was born. Then I say I go in. We returning from the burying ground. Weak and exhausted from grief. With not even the music or rapper on them. To send off the dead and comfort the living. I stopped by me old safe place. Only the third time I been there since the thing happened. Amilo and mommy and daddy watch me. As I pick up the green vessel mandarin had give me. I yet to widen the mouth of the thing to catch the rain. But I will. Welcome back. First of all, I want to thank Celeste a ton for doing the reading on this story. She put a lot of work in to get us a really good reading, and I am very grateful and super appreciative, not to mention delighted by what we got from her. As for the story itself, there is a lot to unpack in there. I love the way she folded together elements of mythology around the sea creatures and climate change and fraught cultural challenges and little details like how the hand gestures work. There's so much that's thoughtful and grounded about this story that it makes it really compelling and pulls you in. What caught your attention about it? Take yourself to Twitter or wherever else on the internet you like to talk about stories and share that. And while you're sharing things, go ahead and mention the fun drive. You can scoot over to our main page to check out how we're doing so far, take a look at the Kickstarter, and also make sure that you see the rest of this week's content. That's all for right now, but you could be hearing from me again, depending on how the fun drive goes, very soon. Until next time, stay strange. <laughs>